Wright, Buzz Frank, and Kevin Cole on LouisvillePrep.com. Welcome back to High School Sunday. This is your host, David Wright, along with Max Cole's dad, oh, Buzz wow. Frank. <laughs> I'll tell you what, guys, that was a long three-week suspension handed down by the KHSAA on the Old Goats' uh, little friendly get-togethers here. But uh, we did our time. Yeah, they can't hold us back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, play, it's, it's playoff, playoff time. It's one and done, so we're here to stay. <laughs> you could tell Although we do have a minder here in the studio with us watching uh, what we say. And you could tell how old we are. We were all bobbing our heads to that music. <laughs> 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 Somebody's got their old beat mail sweatshirt on today. Uh, <laughs> actually, Kevin, tr- true to form, uh, he's that's not purple, but I do see a little gold in that T-shirt there. But uh, it's it's not a bulldog T-shirt. There's nothing we should read in that, right? Other no. than it's just a Fairdale shirt. <laughs> nice T-shirt. Yeah, I it's like just that. By Jeff Davis Designs. They uh, have they taken down the monument to him yet? No, uh-uh. That's still it's up. It is Fairdale. We have a lot of little heroes out there. <laughs> a little political commentary there. Um, well, we missed the last game of the regular – well, the whole week of the uh, regular season. We had, uh, of course, the big rivalry game here two weeks ago. Mail came in, number one in the state, undefeated, and uh, lived up to the billing that night. Showed it, yep. Yeah. Uh, they – seem really poised for a long playoff run over there on Preston I, Highway. I would be saying overrated by now, but I don't know anymore. It's, uh, <laughs> if the weather cooperates with Mayo, they, they, this could be the team that finally finishes the job. I'll just say this. Anybody wants a chance to beat them, just add water because yeah. it could change the whole, that, the yeah. whole recipe. That would be Mayo. a big key. <clears throat> Injuries will play a part in into it too. And I don't think any of them that were, uh, are hurt. I think they were just letting them rest. I, I I gathered at least some of that, but I think that the quarterback um, Hayden, Hayden or uh, might be might Shelton be or Hayden, yeah, Hayden Shelton. Shelton. I believe he might have been hurt, but yeah, I think most of them they were holding them out, which is something when you get into the playoffs and you feel comfortable enough to rest a bunch of starters and, and still wind up with a running clock. And the kid from that signed from U of L. Keon Wakefield. Yeah, well, he's played four games this year. Yeah, he played one down against Manuel, and they pulled him back off the field. So, but you know, I would say he'll probably be ready this coming week, and if not this coming week, probably the week after for sure. You just when you've got a talent like that and plenty of depth, you can afford to bring him back slowly. It's very slowly. It's still premature to say this, but this class for Mayo, we've heard about them since twelve when they came in as freshmen, how dominating they were. If they finish off with the state championship uh, this year, maybe we can compare them to the uh, the 2011 or 12 Trinity team that was uh, one of the best to take the field in a while. I, of course, I we're a few weeks right. away from that, though. Yeah. Uh, of course, uh, we, we touched on Mayo's quarterback might have got hurt in that final week against Western. Manuel finished out the regular season in Middletown against the Eastern Eagles. Well, the one thing about Mayo, at least all their um – so-called second, third, and fourth strings are getting a lot of workout. Oh, it's yeah. a deep team. Mm-hmm. It didn't when we've seen them live, there didn't appear to be any weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looked like the real deal. So, uh, tell us a little bit about the Fairdale Bulldogs. I know they're riding a big six-game winning streak now, Kevin. It would have been seven if they could have beat Fern Creek, but that wasn't going to happen. Fern Creek's probably the dominant team in that um, 
that area. Uh, they're they're getting uh, a little bit better. I, I can tell you when uh, number fourteen Jalen Trotter and um, number seven and, and I can't believe I, I can't forget his name when they start catching the ball for we we start winning. That's for sure. Our uh, defenses are is uh, one of the top um, defense I think in in uh, town uh, for running and passing. I got to look at the stats from this first round playoff game. We'll touch on that a little bit, but uh, a dominating performance. And if that one game is any indication of how they played this year, pretty solid team. Plus, given the fact that Fairdale moved from four A to five A this year, absolutely, and a big and jump in come a long way and. And you're right, Kevin, with the balanced offense, being able to throw the ball. Garcia's done a nice job spreading it around, it looks like, and then that opens up the running game, and then the running game helps keep the passing game going. It's it's a double-edged sword, and certainly on offense, it helps to be balanced these days. And uh, Dylan Garcia, is uh, uh, he, he's a big guy, but he, he's a very good quarterback. He seems to be mobile enough. Enough. Yeah. 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 He's, he's living every lineman's dream of playing quarterback, that's for sure. <laughs> and then he's got his uh, twin brother in front of him, number 73, Tyler Garcia. I did not know that. Uh, he's uh, not, not center, but he's a guard or tackle, and he's blocking for him. Uh, and they, uh, they're, they're a good combo. Uh, we we've got some key key players. I mean, we we've got a good offensive line, and and the thing with Fairdale, if you're a freshman and you can play, you're going to play. That that's going to set up a very good trivia question uh, for our listeners. Um, Kevin, you're you're one part of a of a twin uh, combo that played it here at Manual, and I think you and your brother played similar positions, or whatever. But how many other sets of twins in Kentucky, particularly the Louisville area, had, do our fans know of who played? High school football and played the same position. Send us a note to go radio at twc.com. Well, it'd be kind of tough if you were twins playing the same position because probably one of you is playing and the other one's not, <laughs> un- unless <laughs> you're like a right and left guard or That's something. That's what I was, you know, okay, le- yeah. you know guards, tackles, uh, wide receivers. Um, Buzz, we can go back into the lineage of uh, the, the illustrious Frank family, uh, Clarence and Harold. Butel. Well, yeah, that's right. The, the, Going my back. dad was named after and uh, played at Manual. And then uh, even back in my day, in, in the uh, they were seniors in my sophomore year, 1965, Pat and Mike Brown played on the offensive line for the Crimsons. Uh, Pat was – yeah, Harry and Larry Jones uh, played for yeah. Manual. Went on to be number 1A and 1B up at the University of Kentucky for it. Bear Bryant. Uh, the Brown twins, one was a center, one was a guard. And uh, so those are just off the top of my head I can think of. Was I remember there? the Loudon twins playing That's at Manuel it. as well. There you go. But one was a quarterback and one was a receiver, so they didn't play the same position. But the others yeah, but were they built the same? <laughs> Garcia's are built <laughs> yeah, the same. Yeah, they, they were built pretty pretty much the same. And, and uh, the Brown twins, I couldn't tell one from the other, you know, and – it wasn't like I, I saw them all that much because they were varsity and I was JV. But uh, just walking around the halls at school, I couldn't have told you which one was Pat and which one was Mike, but they were both excellent players. Um, that other kid I was thinking about, number seven, is Anthony Smith. He, he's a, a real good um, receiver for Fairdale. And remember that we lost Jaylen, uh, our, um, Rudder. 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 Remember Rudder yeah. broke his leg the first first game. So, but that's a big key going into the playoffs is injuries. Uh, we we talked about Mayo having 
potentially some injuries. I know Manuel's gone through some injury trouble. How's Fairdale looking? Fairdale looks going? looks good. I don't know any uh, starter that that uh, got hurt or anything like that. So that's, that's we have a uh, real good trainer named uh, TP. His name's Matt. They call him TP. He's a pretty good guy. And that's the first year we've ever had an official trainer. I think it's provided by Norton Healthcare. Well, that's 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 excellent. I'm glad to see the team yep. take care of by real professionals. Yeah. But it also can get you people, eh, coach, I got a stub toe. Uh, go see the trainer. <laughs> Only on practice days, right? Right, right. <laughs> yeah, during yeah. the I'm, summer. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm fine during the regular season. Yeah. I, think I got our, a hamstring. I think in our days we just had was the Red Cross Clinic. <laughs> <laughs> We had to walk a couple blocks to get to. In my days, it was wait on the sideline till practice is <laughs> over. over. <laughs> well, it was uh, go see Coach Adams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Coach then it. Coach Adams would go, hey, would you like to be a manager? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of playing football? <laughs> yeah, so you can carry the buckets of water instead of me. <laughs> yeah. He kind of laid you there by the train tracks like that famous scene in Gone with the Wind in Atlanta where all these wounded soldiers are <laughs> laying on the tracks waiting to get picked up. Oh, boy. Well, kids that get hurt now, they lay out there. It's their shoulder or something like that. And, and it's, um, what, nothing's wrong with your legs. Get up and walk off the field. <laughs> I heard one of the coaches yell that. There's, uh, yeah. Let me ask you this. Uh, we were, uh, I thought, unduly criticized in a playoff game a few seasons ago where uh, an opponent, and I don't want to call out any school uh, particularly, but we were playing in a playoff game not in Louisville, one of those players was injured, and then we were called out by their fans afterwards that our team showed no class by not taking a knee. But it was something we, at the time we weren't accustomed to doing. Our team left the field and huddled up on the sideline, but it wasn't. I didn't think it was any sign of disrespect. It was just we weren't used to doing that. Just different culture. Yeah. Yeah. I, I <clears throat> You know, I – you you pay respect to the competition in different ways, but you get off of the field and you huddle up or whatever, and, and sure you're concerned that somebody's been hurt and hope it's not a, a major deal or anything like that. So that's while we're on the subject, I witnessed a player getting hurt uh, at a game last year. It was a JV game, and while the kid is still on the field, he was on the field and it looked like he might have had an apparent neck injury. The PA system kept blasting out music, and I thought that was in real poor yeah. taste. Yeah, at some point you need you just need to put a uh, you need to put a sock in it. Yeah, yeah. Didn't we get some uh, email or a letter or something? Yeah, we did. We're contacted about some of the music that was being played in the warm ups, and uh, some of it. Some people thought it was distasteful. You know, in our day, I'm yeah. sure your days, you could hear the foot punting yeah. the ball yeah. during the warm ups and. You could actually hear, you know, the, the hand smacking the ball, being caught, and some extra points, hitting goalposts and all that stuff. That was our warm-up music. Yeah, we barely had a transistor radio yeah. for, for people who <laughs> don't, you don't even know what that is in the locker room, much less music that you could pipe in uh, through the, the speakers yeah, if at If you Manuel paid Stadium. close attention, you could hear the band warming up in, behind yeah. the visitors' bleachers, yeah. you know, all that horn sounding. Yeah. It just sounds like Well, I know uh, Fairdale plays music all the way until the um, – Till they get up on the ball. Do you uh, like? Yeah, on, on yeah that's right. They when do. when the opposing team is, they'll play it all the way up till the center gets on top of the ball. And, and that's becoming more and more prevalent. It's not been done here at Manual Stadium, but I, <clears throat> you know, I've been to a couple other stadiums where they've done that too. And at some point, in my mind, enough is enough. But 
then again, I, I've been around for a long time, so I, I'm, I'm concentrating on the game. I can't tell what's what going on. What I can't there. stand is to see some of the kids out there bobbing up and down, you know, doing their little dances and all that and kind of got stuff. They've yeah. they got their ear, they got their own walkman going on. They're doing, the, you know, during warm ups. And, and Fairdale is, is very guilty of that. They were all over there trying to do the whip or whatever uh. during the game. And <laughs> <laughs> hey, that may be okay to a certain point. Pre-game, it may be an hour. No, this is during the game. Oh, oh. <laughs> See, I, 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 I got to be focused and on that's, the game. That's exactly what I told him. I said, back in my day, you could not even turn around and look at the stands. No. I was just – you're exactly right. You're exactly – that was a rule. If you, The games are filmed. Yeah. And you knew if you – and they get on Saturday mornings, we come and watch game films. If you were dumb enough to acknowledge anybody yeah. screaming at you, wanting to talk to you, if you turned around to talk – you're gone. You turned in your stuff. Yeah. It, it Unless just, you were a starter, then you ran. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just a. It, it's just a different day and age. The the culture today is everybody's got Walkmans or iPods or whatever you want to talk about. They've got that. Well, everybody's phones. Uh, you know, our, just our, a treasure chest of music, and so you can listen to what you want. And and the culture is you used to not see people come up to the fence. And like you said, Dave, you couldn't turn around and talk to them if they did. Now you see conversations going on on the sidelines. Well, what we used to have to do is like, Dave, come here, turn around, and I'm going to talk to you, but you know, I'm looking up in the stands. Yeah. And that's what you did. You yeah. didn't blatantly just turn around. and Because if you turned around and Coach Fott was looking at you, you thought – Oh crap! And it was yeah. it was always Kevin. No, not her. The girl behind her. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> I didn't have to worry about that because there weren't any girls that were interested in me anyway. No, we were just we were just bird watching. We, oh, yeah. <laughs> we didn't say they were interested. We were just yeah. Okay. Well, if I if I, I can promise you that uh, if that were the case in my day, if I turned around to look at the girls, they'd have held up a newspaper oh, like this, like they weren't interested, and in to make sure I couldn't see them so well here we are uh the the first it's the first week of the playoffs is coming gone and i think the key word for the first round of the playoffs is blowout yeah because there were teams that were just not only knocked oh, out yeah. they were they were blown out of the out of the uh out of the postseason you get a lot of one four matchups that are just going to lead to that type of deal and and occasionally you'll run into what we saw last year where where the old super district swept, so one through four, all from the same district, won their games, two of them on the road, but that's few and far between, and especially now that the districts, you can see that the and, that uh, the four and five teams from the two districts in Jefferson County did not fare well. And uh, as much as they say that, and Al always uh, didn't believe it anyway, they said the super district was history, not so much. And the, when we get into this upcoming week's games, I'll, I'll prove my point that the, no matter how they slice and dice it, those those four are always, yeah, always pl- always play big into the six eight. Not football not in season. not in the same district, but and the whole point of putting things together in six A like it is is to make sure that only one of those four teams, and particularly let's be honest, the big three, uh, manual yeah. manual kind of sneaks in because they were part of the super district, but. When people talk about 6A programs, they talk about Trinity, St. X, and Mayo first, and then everybody else next. And, and the idea is, is match them up early in the playoffs so that other teams will get their shot at the glory in Bowling Green. And we just had the election here in uh, Kentucky last week, mm-hmm. and you always hear about the, the both parties 
rigging yeah. districts, <laughs> if you will, to make sure that certain parties win in certain areas. Yeah. I, I think it's the same way in, in uh, Kentucky high school football. You have the powers that be that are stuffing certain teams in certain brackets. So a team from northern Kentucky, say a Simon Kenton, mm-hmm. will get a title shot. Or in yeah. Scott County, they can pretty much, uh, if I can stick with political terms, run unopposed right. into Bowling Green. And, oh, it is what it is, right I, or wrong. I just had somebody text me. Okay. Uh, what – what um, do they tune in Radio and click on High School Sunday? Okay. com. All right. Excuse me while I put that in. Okay. Well, it's nice to know we have a partial listener. <laughs> a p- potential listener, but you know. Yeah. I'm going to give her time to, to tune in before I give her a shout. We've got we've got to see actually if they'll live up to that potential now. <laughs> yeah. They, they may not like what they hear. Yeah. But hopefully they do. Uh, well, let's go ahead and uh, shall we? Sure. Let's review last week's games. Let's start uh, from the – with the one we were actually at, Buzz, Manuel, a uh, rematch of an earlier game uh, in the season. It was Manuel 30, Ballard 23. Uh, the, the regular season game, Manuel rallied from uh, a 19-7 to deficit to win 24-19 to and, and held on at the and, and deflected the pass at the end of regulation to win that game. Friday night, we, we jumped out to a 24 to nothing lead one minute into the third quarter, and you're thinking, well, much like the 2013 playoff game, a close game, the rematch in the playoffs was just a, a walk in the park by Manuel, but that was not to be. Hats off to the Bruins. Boy. Yeah, it, it, they turned a, a, a potential blowout into a very interesting game. And uh, can I get a shameless plug in here? Sure. All, all season long I've been a reporter on the uh, – it's on 790 a.m. Joe Hall does oh, a, yes. yeah. a high school Saturday recap deal and what time uh, does that come on 6 a.m in the morning yeah that would be a.m yes gosh <laughs> so uh no wonder i haven't heard it <laughs> i'm sure i'm sure a lot of my fan uh, have not heard it uh, actually that would be i'm probably the only one who has <laughs> but i set the clock and get up and listen but he recaps from all over the state and he has people call in i was so excited about this game and you only get about a minute to do your recap that I, I, I didn't do a very good job. So, Joe Hall, if you're listening, I apologize. I'll try to do better from now on. But it was just because there were so many unusual and interesting plays in this game. Um, Jalen Carter made an acrobatic catch over the top of a Ballard defender for a uh, touchdown. I didn't think it was all that great. Well, I mean, he just, he jumped over. It wasn't as good as his first no, one. No, it wasn't as good as his first one. But then you've He got, caught a ball he's supposed to catch. Right, but the somebody was standing right in front of him. Yeah, so but it was an acrobatic catch. defensive yeah. position. Yeah. Hey, jumping up in the air is not acrobatic. Well, it's you and I go out and try it and see how <laughs> acrobatic it is. Wait, I can't jump. <laughs> That's my point. Uh, the other one was, I, I mean, Manuel scores a touchdown when Tim Comstock catches a pass. He's going into the end zone, and whether the ball got ripped out of his hands, punched out, or he just lost it, he fumbles it, and the next thing you know, it winds up in Carter's hands, and he's scoring a touchdown. It was just like he's standing there, and boom, he's got a touchdown. The, the, it just, the ball I mean, it never wow, hit the ground. The I didn't know that. Yeah, the it, it, it looked like a laser. It just came straight out of Comstock's hands right to Carter, and he walked into the end zone. So that was another play. You just don't see them every day, and then – Ballard's offense when they started lining up, you can call it a swinging gate or what were you calling the it? The lonesome, lonesome polecat. Pole it was. Now they, explain that. 
They had, so people know what it is. If we only had Jake Llewellyn yeah. on his whiteboard, it would make <laughs> things a lot simpler it. for us. What, what they did was they lined up four men over the ball. And, and by that, I mean they had a center and an end, and then in the shotgun behind them, a tailback and the quarterback. The other seven players would be split to either the right or left, so you had a huge gap. And so you've got the rest of your linemen in front of your receivers and other things, and then they, were, they would run a man in motion – uh, on like a jet sweep, and they, they would run like a read option out of it, but through out of it. So you, it's just you spread the defense from sideline to sideline and try to create mismatches, and they did a really good job of it. I mean, how bad did that confuse Manuel? Uh, it, it looked like it confused them a lot because I, – I, I guess it would, yeah. Manuel had pretty much stifled their offense the whole game until they went to that, and then they scored two touchdowns pretty quickly. Uh, Manuel did get – they called it in the paper an interception. Uh, Chase Gavin, a lineman, and I, he just took the ball right out of the quarterback's hands. The quarterback pump faked, and as he was coming forward to throw the ball down the field, the next thing you see is Gavin's hands go up, and he's walking into the end zone with the ball up here. So he took it just right out of the quarterback's hands. That was the difference in the game. Ballard comes back and scores again. Bryce Cosby intercepted a pass. and yeah, a two-on-one situation. two-on-one situation. His interception – was because the quarterback threw the ball in between two receivers and hit Cosby in the hands. I mean, he played it well. Don't get me wrong, but it was just, it was just one of those deals where he wound up two on one and and made the play, and it was those kind of plays that won the game. Otherwise, Ballard had all the momentum going. Yeah, they and, ran a guy in, uh, in in the in uh, motion. Yeah, almost like a jet sweep, which they did run out right. of that. But then they used the the wide out as pretty much a pick. And he was trying to come around the end. The only problem was the quarterback under threw. And, and threw and, it. And Cosby just he just sat there on the play and yeah. picked and, it off. And uh, he's what? got Cosby's got two interceptions for touchdowns uh, at he's least? He's got four, I, I want to say. Four. Bryce, he's okay. at least, it's at least three because, uh, no, he's got. If he's not being recruited, yeah. some of these colleges yeah. really need to do himself a favor and take he's a look at it. He's usually locked on an island by himself. But it was it was an exciting game from that standpoint that you saw a bunch of things that you, you just don't see in in every game. And how could we – the first uh, scoring – actually, the first drive Ballard really threatened on was when we went up 24 nothing and they came out with that offense. And then they lined up. We should have known better. Here's a team that's pulled out all the plugs. Yeah. Down 24 to nothing. They drive the length of the field. And all of a sudden, you think they're going to line up and settle for three points? Yeah, I bought it until we'd realized we'd said it was like the old uh, trench coat play. Yeah, Ballard had lined the guy up toward their sideline, and we'd never picked him up. Never ball joined is, the huddle or anything. The he ball, was just a step in from the, the sideline. The wow. ball was snapped. The uh, the holder, which was actually the quarterback, yeah. lost the ball toward the wideout, and there's nobody on him. And huh. all he has to do is catch it. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's all he had it, yeah. to do was catch the ball. He dropped it. Yeah. One of our big fans have, has just texted me and wanted me to mention uh, she listens every week. Her name is Shannon Zachary. She graduated manual uh, sometimes in the probably late 90s or early 2000. Oh, great. great. Uh, her, her married name now is Cook. And uh, they um, she listens all the time, she said. Hey, Shannon, well, thank you for uh, listening and stop texting me. <laughs> yeah, just, just drop us all a note at Oakland yeah, Radio. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Jake from State Farm. <laughs> <laughs> What's Buzz wearing? He's wearing a black polo, old rivalry series. <laughs> yeah, I bet he is. Yeah. <laughs> well, Seneca, 
not their best year, uh, but no. they finished fifth in the district, and that got them a bus ride up to uh, northern Kentucky to play the Cooper. I want to say they're the Cougars. It's a relatively new team. They got a good wrestling team, too. It's one of those Boone County uh, spinoff schools. You know, Boone County used to be dominant when it was the only horse in town, but yeah. now they've, they've sliced and diced them so many different ways. That might be the Cooper Cougars. I'm not sure. I know it's the Campbell County Camels. Camels. Camels yeah. I wonder if Seneca's going to get back on track in the next couple of years. You know, from what I saw this year, and, and I'm going to go on record as saying this is probably the worst Seneca team I've ever seen. Uh, yeah, and it had it had a lot to do with numbers, not the kids playing hard or the coaches not mm-hmm. coaching hard. They they were just down in numbers, and to play the six A schedule that they it had, just, I'm yeah. sure they were beat up at the end of the season. Oh, I can imagine being that bad and having to play that kind of competition. And it was I liked watching them play uh, because they actually lined up and ran I formation. They ran old school football plays. There was none of the spread stuff. Of course, when you're out man, you're going to try to run up between tackles and, and work that clock the best you can to get it over with. But you know what? What Ballard did to Manuel is exciting for the fans to watch. Oh, yeah. It was got, very exciting. It was it very scary whole, yeah. because it started working. <laughs> I mean, a crowd you had when we scored to go 24 nothing. we looked at the press box and you could see cars in the parking lot leaving. It was over. There were fans were just, you know, walking off whatever. Then all of a sudden they scored once and they scored twice and it was like, where did all these people come from? We haven't heard anybody the whole night until now. It really did yeah. get their fan base back yeah. into the game. By the way, the Cooper High School is Randall K. Cooper High School. Okay. What year did it open? Now you're if anybody knows that, drop us a note at oldgoatradio at twc.com. And let me ask you, while we're at it, let's put this out here to the fans. How old does a school have to be before they actually host a homecoming game? I mean, what, what if you're a brand-new school? Do you well, actually yeah. have homecoming dances? Shannon graduated in 1991, so she's older than I thought. I, you know, I only, <laughs> oh, I only, that was know. Kevin Cole, so if you have a comment on that, Shannon, it's oldgoatradio at twc.com. Is that front door locked? <laughs> <laughs> but she's way younger than me. <laughs> Next game was male 49, J-Town 3. No surprises here. No. J-Town a lot like Seneca in a, in a rebuilding mode. The, the problem with J-Town was how unfortunate that they moved from 5A to 6A. And they couldn't keep a coach. Yeah. 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 Well, they won two games, though. Yeah. Yeah, well, and, and they were able to come up to fourth place in their district. They were able to beat Seneca during the season. So they saved a lot of gas money. <clears throat> or, yes. Or, excuse me, biodiesel fuel for that bus to drive up to northern Kentucky. Actually, Cooper is the Jaguars. Ooh. Well, I know their colors are the same as the Lakers. Their, oh, yeah. Uh, their, yeah. their logo is, is like a purple and gold Jaguar. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, and they're, uh, they're now four high schools in the Boone County high school system, which is the lear- third largest school district in Kentucky. Really? Yep. Connor, Rowell, and Boone County. There's been a lot of people schools. in the schools. Yep. Suburb of Cincinnati, practically. A lot of folks in the Cincinnati area like to move south of that river for whatever reason. So far commute. Mm-hmm. What's well, next? Well, speaking of northern Kentucky, the Simon, Simon Kenton, Kenton Pioneers. 11-0 and 0 on a year. They have some really overzealous fans in 
in my opinion, that uh, they hijack certain uh, threads on uh, on a website and go nuts that they they proclaim themselves state champs every year because that is with the home of that website. Yeah, I bet it is. It yeah. is. They're Northern Kentucky. Okay, well, that makes a lot of sense. They are not short on confidence. No. One last note on Cooper that I found, thanks to the old goat fans who have. Was it Shannon? <laughs> uh, it looks like their first year of football was 2008, so they are a relatively new school. Pretty good yes. win for them. All right. And they're the Jaguars. Yes. And they have already been state runners-up one time in state semifinals just this past year. Randy Borchers has been their only coach. Good for them. Yeah. Wow, that's pretty pretty impressive. So Simon Kenton killed Butler 48-8. to Yeah, Butler finished. Butler 2-9. and nine. What a terrible year for Butler. This is one of the worst Butler teams I've seen in a yeah. – maybe the worst yeah, in their just, case, too. And I think their numbers were down this year. Who's right. their coach? Uh, Let Greg me. Wheeler. Greg Wheeler. And Watch. he was been a long-time assistant, wasn't he? Yeah, I think he's been over at the program for a long time. Butler's got uh, – like their uniforms, I thought they looked pretty sharp. They had yes. a couple of good players, but uh, they just seemed to lack – there was just something missing on that team. And I hate to say it was enthusiasm, but it certainly seemed the body language was – we're just here going through the motions. You tonight. wonder, you wonder if they had some injuries during the season too. I didn't uh-huh. really follow them that closely, but looked like their numbers were down. And you're right; they it was like, well, we're out here, we're playing, and we're going to get this over with. Well, I know they kind of switched quarterbacks from the end of the year last year because Christian uh, at French was the quarterback at yeah. one point, and then they brought in the guy from Jeff Jeffersonville right. who transferred, which had a nice arm, by the way. Yeah. Still a place, I think, where you can win some football games. It can be if you let them in. I think there's a lot of uh, upward potential over at Butler. But I can tell you, that coach does not go out and recruit. Well, that's because it's not legal Legal. in Kentucky, right? uh, Nobody does. (laughs) Yeah, right. But, uh, it's also yeah. against the rules to uh, cross the Ohio River into Indiana for players, isn't it? That's yeah, a tale for another day. <laughs> Speaking of St. <Saint> X. <laughs> oh, nice. Here we go. <laughs> no problems. Uh, they hosted the Eastern Eagles, and they belted the Eagles 49-13. That was about right. It was yeah. 42 to nothing, 42 to 6 at halftime. Just about what I expected. Yeah, yeah. But uh, in all fairness, I thought Eastern is a good football team, and I expect they had, what six and five this year, pretty good record, finished uh, second in the district. I look for them, or did they third maybe? They, they finished were, third. They would have been third in the district. Ballard was second in that. I was impressed. They they were vastly improved over last right. year. And they yeah they were like two and nine last year, yeah. and so this year five wins or six wins uh, certainly went a long way toward improvement, and they had a pretty young team, too. J.D. Berger, quarterback, I thought looked very good in the Sugar, Sugar Ray, Ray White wide receiver. Very exciting young man. A lot of fun to watch. A lot of fun to watch. Uh, and, again, this is a, another regional all-star team. Trinity hosted the PRP Panthers. I had said this a few weeks ago, Buzz, when we were visiting PRP and uh, we got down to the overtime. I said, well, the loser of this game is going to find themselves really behind a big green eight ball. Yeah, yeah. Manuel was fortunate to come up with the win. That sent PRP back to St. Matthews for a rematch. They lost in the regular season. Their first loss of the year, 44 to nothing. And in the playoff game, you, you, Trinity's another team that usually improves each week. And they belted uh, – PRP 52 to nothing. And I actually glanced down at the stats of this, and this is spooky. PRP had two first downs hmm. the entire game. Uh, they rushed the ball uh, 
13 times for 21 yards. They were 10 out of 23 with five interceptions. That's oh, not a very that's good just, uh, That's just a, that makes for a bad night. Well, I had a bet with Brian Dunn, uh, whose uh, sons have played all it. Um, Dunn uh, sounds like a PRP name. Yeah, for PRP. And his, dad, his uh, one son is uh, playing for the Chicago Bears. That they would only win one more game after, the, I think it was after the St. X game or something, or the Trinity game. I was correct. The only one that they did beat between there was Butler. Yeah. And then they got beat. They, they, he thought they could beat Central, too. And, yeah, all and, kidding aside, though, they went through a murderer's row portion of the game. Oh, no kidding. Trinity, yeah. St. X, and Mayo right Emmanuel, in a row. And then yeah. Manuel to follow that. So, that, you know, I, I mentioned earlier. Trinity, St. X, and Mayo right in a row. Yeah. Then P, then that Butler, Manuel, Central, and Trinity again. Yeah, those three games in a row. That's if I'm tough. a football coach, I'm going in and sitting in my AD's office and saying, can, can we think about this for next <laughs> yeah. season? Probably not because I'm pretty sure next season's already scheduled too, but. And then three of those games out of that four are district games. Yeah. So, you, you can't really kind of avoid that. But uh, for whatever reason, they must have got a big payday to schedule Trinity. But uh, Most most of them do. It, yeah. Wow. To play Trinity and X back-to-back. But I can't over. see. I mean, Trinity uh, is but PRP in Ural's, in Manuel's district? Yes. Okay. Maybe that was already scheduled and they just left it. Well, no. I think it was the first week, uh, first year of a new scheduling yeah. cycle and they wanted to play them. And, and yeah, you're right. You know, it is. Let me give credit to PRP. When Trinity was in the Super District, a lot of people made a big point about them playing all these games out of town. Part of that reason was because teams from in town wouldn't play them, wouldn't right. schedule them. So they went out of town and scheduled all of these powerhouses from Indianapolis, Nashville. I wouldn't. Whatever. And, 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 and that was not so much football related as it was basketball related with the, the, uh, yeah. the players that they'd brought in from. But it, but it also was football related. I, I know I've heard a couple uh, programs mention why, why would I want to schedule them and get beat up and that kind of yeah. thing. Well, you know, kudos to Mail and PRP both for taking on Trinity when they didn't have to this year. And I know PRP, why. Uh, as last year's freshman team, uh, for what it's worth, I just got handed a note here. I don't read text. Was it from Shannon? <laughs> uh, I know that the, the Pleasure Ridge Park freshman team had handled the Trinity freshman tr- team fairly easily. So, maybe they're thinking we've got something in the tank here for yeah. the next couple of years. The reason you play – you schedule Trinity and St. X, one, is for a payday. Two, two is to play on a turf field in a real nice facility that some of these kids will probably never get to play in. Yeah, and to be the best, you got to beat the best. Nah, he ain't going to beat them. I didn't say he was, but I'm <laughs> saying that's the philosophy that, that I'm sure you, you, you tell your kids. All right, next Yeah, game. you tell your kids that. <laughs> next game, on the old Dixie Highway corridor, there is only one team standing. The other five were pretty much uh, erased from the football field this year. It was Holy Cross 42, Dayton Zip, and they are the green – they were the green devils, I think. Really? Who? The I was Dayton – Green Devils or Dayton. Uh, if anybody knows where Dayton is besides Ohio. Who played them? Holy Cross. Cougars. That's right. They play, yeah. 42 nothing. Yeah. Uh, There's a pattern here in these uh, these these first round playoff games. The lowest amount scored by a winning team so far we've covered is Manuel's 30. You know, there's there's something about Dayton High School if KCD. anybody knows this for sure, but I I believe that uh, a young coach who later made his name in basketball was a football coach at Dayton High School, a fellow by the name of Wooden. 
Oh, wow. I did not know that. If anybody can corroborate my story, drop us a note at oldgoatradio at twc.com. It's right close to the Ohio River, I can tell you that. Uh, let me get to a point back to uh, Mel and J-Town. There was 14 penalties for J-Town against Mel. I was trying to find out who's got the 121 yards. No, that was on Mel. Mel had 14 penalties against J-Town. Probably excessive celebration multiple times. <laughs> That's true, and that is the one that's got the most penalties for Friday. I always like to try to find those out. Yeah, it, it uh, as you get deeper into the playoffs, being penalized is not going to be a good thing. It could really uh, certainly carry some high ramifications. Uh, I, I don't know that one. I don't know. I, I can look at. I don't know how I would look that up. Um, we're well, discussing all the penalties. And for Dave's, since Dave brought this up, the address of the Dayton High School is 200 Green Devil Lane. So I'd say that's a pretty good, pretty good uh, statement to the, well, that being there. If uh, they were Red Devils, they'd probably have to change their name. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Dave, I, I was just discussing uh, while you were dealing with that irate fan. That, uh, I was just making sure the door was locked. Yeah, Mayo had 14 penalties for 121 yards. That Ooh. led to led it. Led let field go. No, led led the uh, whole Friday night. Wow, uh, you wouldn't expect that. They you are would not expect that. Uh, and Dayton Day. still is the Green Devils, by the way. They're they're. Uh, I, I just mentioned that their school address is on Green Devil Lane, and they are they have spirit wear for basketball season already available since they're out of the football playoffs uh, that speaks toward Green Devils basketball. And Fern Creek had 11 for 90 yards. They're in Dayton, Kentucky. So, uh, let's move on to the next game. Who cares about Dayton? <laughs> apparently, apparently our producer does. <laughs> it was Christian Academy, Louisville 49, Medcalf County 6. And you're also seeing another pattern here. Not only is there blowouts, but the last four games, including this one, are all private schools winning again. Hmm. Yeah. I'll be darned. What a surprise, huh? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be darned. That's all is, I say, this may it? be the first year that the private schools have won any football games, is it? It's been a while. Yeah, I just changed all the color. It's, I told my been, brother. It's been at least 11 months. A green team, and he didn't know what that meant. That's the same extra trinity. They're all green. Yeah, he didn't catch that. No, he didn't catch it. Yeah, Cal 49, Medcalf County 6. What was Cal 9 and 2 on the year? I think you're right. That was a school, I guess they've been around 15 years now, something like that. But early on, there was a lot of people saying, Cal's going to dominate. They're going to catch up with St. X and Trinity. They're going to do this and that. They haven't done that yet because they don't have the school population, but give them credit. They're successful in just about any athletic yes, endeavor they, are. they take Why not on. keep your school small and control what's going on? And I have a nephew who's on the fifth and sixth grade, and I won't name his name. I've been advised by my attorney not to. But uh, I've got a nephew on the fifth and sixth grade Cal team that I think they were 11-0 and 0 this year, won the championship in their, well, there you go. In their, in their league. So We got a friend out there that should have been the starting quarterback, should be the starting pitcher, but he plays golf instead. I'll huh. be darned. Yeah. Scott Wright. 
You get beat okay. up a lot less in golf. Oh, yeah. yeah. The, uh, and he'll get a better scholarship, too. Is that the right kid uh, from the old Bullet County Little yeah. League days? Yeah. He was a pretty, damn, excuse me, pretty darn good little quarterback. Yes, he was, yeah, and, and a good pitcher. Him and Max were magic on the football field. I forgot I about that. I hope you got some video of that stuff. Uh, Dominating. Uh, that's when I first started videoing. That were those were that was just I, I was impressed from an early age how great they were. I mean, they put on some great play, not just great little league football players. They had some darn good plays that were just it pulled them off at a high skill and, level. And that would be the because of Scott Wright's dad, Big Scott Wright, who was a, a very smart baseball and football. He was he was a um, Scott Wright in nineteen eighty or eighty one was North Bullets. Um, Player of the year or something, the player of the county. Okay. I didn't believe him, and he pulled out the paper to show me. That's that's back before Bullitt County had cable TV, right? Here's <laughs> <laughs> the '80s, so and he he grew up and became very famous and rich. They just had one of those big giant satellites out in their front yard. Yeah. Oh, boy, the nostalgia of the big satellite. Well, at one time, those were uh, status symbols. But oh, yeah. <laughs> it was Kentucky Country Day 21, Ludlow 14. It was another one of these small school victories. Um, good for the Bearcats, about all I can say. Bearcats are 5-6. and six. They needed. They got a touchdown in the fourth quarter to, to go past the Panthers of Ludlow, who are also 6-5. and five. Class A playoffs. Wagner traveled to Danville to take on the Bull County Rebels. Did I just did I read that right? Chuck Smith is back as their yes, head coach. Yes. Wow. Yeah, he he had a stint as an assistant coach at the University of Kentucky, and has come back to Boyle County, and they're right back on top. So um, this is going to be an interesting matchup this week. But um, certainly Wagner had a great season. They made the playoffs for the first time in a while, and I talked to Coach Johnson a little bit about that and and these kids have been so beaten down by people just telling them they were second class and they couldn't do anything that it, they really really were hungry and and wanted to wanted to win and prove people wrong and and I think they did and they're it's just beginning yeah yeah it's, it's, it's it's hopefully beginning. hopefully for them they'll be able to build on this success and and they they're in a a pretty good location we know they're in the shadow of trinity but uh, they're also playing at a lower classification. It didn't hurt them to drop from 4A to 3A. Certainly did. Other than putting them in the same district with the Central Yellow Jackets. That, it, and that was a pretty tough district when you think of Bardstown and Henry County being in that yes, same district. Yes, yeah. both of those teams had and, fine years of, of their own. And they just happened to come out on the wrong end of the tiebreaker to wind up going down to Boyle County. It, there were three teams tied for second. They got the fourth draw and go down to Boyle County. I'm, I'm sorry. I fell asleep. Who are we talking about? Wagner. Wagner. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, who are we talking about? I thought there was a problem with your mic, and I realized you just drooling on yourself <laughs> over there. The producer had to shake Kevin back away. <laughs> a couple of trivia questions for our, live, uh, for our listeners. The Boyle County Rebels, at one point in the early, I guess that would you call it the aughts, well, the the early part of the two thousands, I think they reeled off five straight state championships. Oh yeah. And if you could name those years, contact us at <laughs> oldgoatradio at twc dot com. Now here's a Louisville connection with Boyle County. Chuck Smith played high school football here in Jefferson County. If you could name the high school he Ooh. played for, contact us at oldgoatradio at twc dot com. Air coins. Uh, no. Eastern. 
God, here he goes. <laughs> he's going down the whole he's, list here. He's looking at every Jefferson County high school. <laughs> Central 21, Western Hill 6. The, the, the Wolverines. Love the name of the Western Hills Wolverines. I think they're from around Frankfurt. Uh, yes, they are. And this was a closer game than a lot of people uh, anticipated. You know, Manuel fans may not realize this, but before he came to Manuel, Coach Jim Vessel coached at Western Hills for a couple years. I did not know that. I knew he coached at Trinity briefly mm-hmm. as well, and he was an Indiana guy. Yep, played at IU. Really? Yeah, and it and it one time, Jim Vessels. Jim Vessel. Yeah. At one time, he what a great guy though. He mentioned that he was tenth string at center at Indiana University. <laughs> <laughs> tenth string. <laughs> tenth string. I remember that story. I think yeah. the, the last words I ever heard was, that's it, Cole. And then he slapped his hands together twice. You're out of here. Well, <laughs> one of his great comments to me was, I was out on the field with Dickie Calhoun when we were throwing a football. In his words, you two has-beens get off the field. <laughs> <laughs> Shelby County, they're close enough to Louisville Dimension, right? Yeah, they they their last game they beat uh, South Oldham. Yeah, and then they yep. pounded Breckenridge County fifty-five to six. Good for the Rockets because yep. it wasn't that long ago when Collins opened up their doors. Everybody went to Collins, and you're thinking, "Poor Shelby County, they're done forever." Shelby now, County, Shelby County's back. Yeah. Uh, dark, dark. They have the same colors as Fairdale. Dark blue, uh, dark blue, blue gold, and uh, a little bit of gold. Vegas gold is the color. Yeah, yeah. that's Vegas gold. Had, had the uh, privilege to uh, call a game there back in the mm-hmm. 08 season. That's right. And they even gave us room in the press box. They certainly did. And a nice, nice uh, facility. For uh, they play baseball at a um, – um, I think it's a, a small park that they play at, but it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not a small park. It's And they got a huge field. Huge. I know every, <laughs> every year back in the 90s we went to band competition down there uh, when my daughter was at Seneca, and they hosted a really large band competition down there on the football field. And one year it rained, and they still held the band competition on the football field, and uh, some Shelby County fans were a little bit upset because their football team played on a rough oh, field the rest of the year. That mm. was uh, That's a beautiful ride from yep. Middletown to uh, Shelbyville. On yep. Shelbyville Road, love that drive. Yeah, and you go past Collins is out that way too. Don't forget Claudia Sanders. Yes, it's, you must uh, make that stop. It's a must. Those rolls. Of course, they're not as good as they used to be, but they're Nothing still is. good. Nothing that is. tomato soup or whatever is really Yeah, that good. tomato. Oh, we, wow. we had some of that the last time we were there. Oh, yeah. Uh, that, that is good. Yeah. But, uh, uh, yeah, everything is either smaller. You know, I heard a comedian say, just raise the prices. Don't cut down on my food. Just raise the prices. <laughs> well. This game you were at, Kevin, it was the Fairdale Bulldogs 53, Bulldogs 6. And it was Max Cole getting uh, getting rich in that game. Oh, it's a team effort. It's a team effort. We got uh, uh, 14 uh, – Max had uh, 111 yards rushing and uh, two catches, and both of them were touchdowns. Uh, did he get his invite to uh, the Pleasure Ridge Park Convention Center for the uh, – I guess this is the 12th annual – uh, Dalton Sissel Award. He's a finalist. Uh, no so colleges not. are looking at him. Well, but I know, but this is the Dalton Sissel uh, Award. He's in the final three. Uh, uh, let me see. Jalen Trotter scored. Um, who else? Uh, Jalen Trotter scored twice. And uh, Jordan Brock, he got in as quarterback. Now, Jordan starts his defensive back. Okay. Safety. 
and he plays backup quarterback, and boy, you could tell he wanted to score. He took that, yanked that ball out of the running back's hands every <laughs> chance he got, and he scored on a ten-yard run. He had a couple. He had another nice run before that too, so he probably had about 45, 50 yards just in that small time that with the, probably the last five minutes of the game. Well, he's pretty fast too, isn't he? Very fast. He plays baseball too, right? Yes, he plays baseball. Another two-sport athlete. Yeah, Fairdale had total yards, 437 to Bullet East is 141. Now, I, don't mind telling you, I love putting it on Bullet East because they are always so good and everything that they – they yeah. you, you, you catch them in a down year and you just pile it on them. Uh, Fairdale had 251 rushing yards on 41 uh, attempts and uh, they Bullet East had 19 for 53. Good defense for Fairdale. Um, it's just too many people to mention. Well, I, I gotta, I gotta say, Jason Frakes, when he does his recap on Sundays in the Courier Journal, gives out game balls for outstanding performances. One of the game balls went to Jacob Woosley, the Trinity quarterback, who was 15 of 17, 243 yards and three touchdowns against PRP. The other game ball went to Max Cole. Senior running back scored five touchdowns, three rushing, two receiving, and kicked five extra points in the Bulldogs' 53-6 to romp over Bullet East. Well, wasn't that nice of Jason? <laughs> <laughs> is, it, is that a record for Max, five? No, he had five against um, Valley High School. Okay, so he matched his personal best. Well, that was this year. Okay. Uh, he hasn't got over five in the game. But, uh, yeah, that is a good game. <laughs> that's, His, a, that's a career for a lot of players. The one uh, one pass he caught, uh, uh, this, the second touchdown pass, I didn't even th- I thought he was out of the game. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden I seen this kid uh, catch the ball in the end zone. I was like, oh, hey, man, that was Max. But the one pass that was on TV that they caught – I thought there was no way I thought he was going to get it. His that was pure, a tremendous catch. Yeah, his the, the guy was in the way, and is uh, when I was on that sideline, so I, I had a real good close up. The uh, fingertips is all it was on the ball. I mean, because I I just couldn't believe he was able to pull that one down. I got to say this though, so he caught a pass he was supposed to catch. Yeah, he was supposed to catch it, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't see how he caught it. <laughs> But Garcia, uh, <laughs> they, yeah, they they w- w- there's a lot of good good players on the Fairdale's team that, and some of them are overlooked. Well, you you can't have one person carry a team in football like maybe in in basketball or even baseball with a if you've got a pitcher that can that can dominate a game. Football, you have to have a team game. So credit goes to the Bulldogs for playing like they have been. And the Garcias and Max, uh, I think there's a couple others. They do do play baseball and Jordan. They do play baseball, too. And let's not forget uh, Coach Matt Wright, friend of the old goats. Yeah. Does a good job out there in his staff. He's still wondering where he, when is he going to get invited. Well, you know what? If, if he goes on and wins the state championship, he may never come back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, certainly we could have him in after the season to recap what's been a, a tremendous Fairdale season. And you know that Carter kid that you, you talk about? Mm-hmm. His, his brother, Bryce Carter. Place for Fairdale. Okay. So there is a manual connection there. But I was trying to get this one kid's name that's a very good running back and probably would be starting somewhere else. Is um, that going to. You say no colleges are looking at Max? No. Even even like the Lindsey Wilsons or Campbellsvilles or anything like that? Hanover sent him a few pieces of mail. 
What is that kid's name? You know what Hanover's connection is to Manuel? No. Joe Nichols played there. Hmm. That's right. That's right. David Harris. That's the other running back that Fairdale's got. And he's a, a, the bus. They, they put him in at the very end to grind out the clock. And it's, you know, two yards, eight yards, ten yards, two yards, eight yards. You know, he's just grinding it out for Fairdale. Now, he's a good – he's a very good running back too. But he's one of those up the middle, yeah. you know, but you need thick, somebody bo- like thick that. guy. You need somebody like that. In the old days, we called them fullbacks. Yeah, that's yeah. what he yeah. – yeah. That's what he is, yeah. Well, it was Fern Creek 30, Bullet Central 0. Man, we, we, we've pounded this drum all year long. But, boy, the jo- Coach Josh Abel and, uh, and, and the crew, boy, they really got it going this year. 10-1 and one on the year. Another team that benefited from stepping down from yes. 6A to 5A, down in class, and they but they played a tough schedule and to be 10 and 1, and and very easily could have been 11 and 0. I know they're they're still thinking back that they should have won that game against Manuel early in the season. And uh, we 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 touched on the Crimson's that they've they've stole a few this year, mm-hmm. and that's one of the ones I'd forgotten that uh, yeah. how close that game really was. You look at the score, 28-18. You think, well, Manuel, no, it wasn't no, really it, that it, way. It was much closer than the final score. It was 14-12 until the very late going before things kind of got crazy. There was that flurry within the last two or three minutes where we were throwing haymakers back and forth, and Emmanuel connected on a big punt return and then a long run to seal it in the late stages. But, yeah, Fern Creek very well could have been 11-0. This game was 9-0 at halftime. Uh, for 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 Fern Creek, they you know, and then third quarter it was uh, uh, sixteen to uh, nothing, and then they scored fourteen in the fourth quarter. I, I'm just that really, even though it's a it's a shutout and a win by thirty points, that's still a closer game than I would have. Expected. I think it was, yeah. yeah. I mean, especially between a one and four, we talked about all the blowouts, and we've talked about how good Fern Creek is. Maybe Bullet Central as a four seed was actually better than we give them credit for. There's a beautiful picture of Jameson White in the Courage Journal stiff-arming. Uh, they don't even give Bullet Central the kid's name because it's such a bad s- stiff arm. <laughs> it's a nice picture. It's a get out of my way. Yeah. <laughs> get off me. <laughs> but them uniforms that Fern Creek's got, you know. The charcoal. That looks good. Yeah. That, yeah. That's a good-looking team. It's a good look, and they, they've got a team to fit into them. They are going to be tough to reckon with throughout the 5A playoffs, I believe. And they had a bye week the last se- last game of the season. Oh, did they? Yeah, because uh, Hillrich was at the Fairdale game. I got you. South Oldham ended the Southern Trojan season 35-20. to 20. I have to say, I'm kind of surprised at the, um, the margin of this game. I started watching this game on uh, Huddle. Mm-hmm. And um, my, uh, they're playing on turf field. Uh, I think what it was, I think uh, Southern made a lot of mistakes. They just in, in in South Oldham just capitalized on the mistakes. Well, South Oldham's had a nice season so far this year. They've gone nine and two, and and you know Oldham County they're they have spiked in football here recently. The Colonels are the only team that's been really down out there. Uh, North and South Oldham have both had pretty good seasons here in recent years, so it makes you wonder. A lot of people heading from the east end of Louisville maybe across. moved across the Order. the line into Oldham County and has helped the football programs out there. Now, I know um, uh, Shelby County beat South Oldham, but I'm trying to figure out who was the other team that beat them. They, didn't, they played Doss. 
It was Anderson County, the very first game of the year, 32-20. to 20, That beat um, South Odom. Anderson County has always had a representative uh, program out there. I know that they've won some district championships. I don't know how they stood this year with the revamping and all that. So, Jimmy Dan Connors. That's right. South Odom beat Bullet East 41 to nothing. Fairdale beat uh, Bullet East 53 to 6. So, is that going to be a good close game? Who knows? Sounds like it. Speaking of population shifts, Spencer County has found themselves of a, a, a football program still in its infancy. I think they're at ten and one now, and they knocked out Western forty-two to six. Western's down, yeah. But I, I'm really, you know, I'm glad to see uh, Spencer County doing so well. Yeah, they've really come along for being new. Of course, they played eight-man football for a number of years before they moved up to mm-hmm. the eleven-man game. Uh, but it's it's a different thing, and now you're competing against everybody where not that many schools played the eight-man version. Right. So uh, they have come a long way in a short time to me. And uh, they run that wing tee. Yep. We, and it can, it can yep. wreak havoc on opponents who are not used to preparing for that. If you've got the right uh, the players to assemble with, and it'll keep you in a game if mm-hmm. you're if you can run it, whether you win or not, it keeps you close in games because you can control a lot of clock. And it was the DeSales Colts, 41, Green County, zip. No surprises here. No. No. And we don't have a final here, but North Bullet beat DeSales, beat Doss. 34 to 6. Okay. And then Monroe County beat Shawnee, 57 to nothing. Collins beat Valley, 41 to 8. That's kind of a surprise. That's, I was just getting shock. ready to say the yeah. same thing. I, Collins came alive, but Valley had had a good season. Yeah, but I don't think uh, Valley uh, um, has played a lot of tough competition. Was that game at Collins or Valley? I think it was at Valley. I think it would be. Okay. Valley finished in the money, didn't they? Yeah, Hard I think uh, seven of three or something like that. Well, that's uh, – I mean, just a tough break for Valley to have their season in so quickly after having kind of a resurrection season during the regular season. I wish they put those Viking horns back on the helmets. Mm-hmm. Speaking uh, of that, I noticed uh, on the on TV the other night at the Mayo J-Town game that Jefferson Town didn't have the Charger lightning bolts on their helmets. No, I was year. really disappointed yeah. to see the stripes on their helmet and the whole number on the side. I was yeah. like, come on, he can do better yeah, than they, that. Uh, See lightning bolts, man. You're talking about a school that probably doesn't have a lot of money for football. Well, you're right. You, you know, the football is one of the big money getters for um, for the school, and when you are not winning, you're not going to have – I was very surprised at the stands at Fairdale. Uh, you know, you, it was crowded the game before. In this playoff game, it was not crowded at all. Huh. But now, Bullet East does bring a pretty good crowd. But as far as the home side, nah, I was disappointed. Well, you know, one of the things that comes up with playoffs, and we can point to the St. X Trinity rivalry for that as well. You know who you're playing during the regular season and what the schedule is. You don't know until the last game of the season where your first game in the playoffs is going to be. Mm-hmm. And at that point, people may have already made plans or whatever, so you wind up with crowds for the playoffs not as big. I agree with you, though, Kevin. And there was a support Friday night. School. Right, Friday night UofL game. Uh, but uh-huh. support your school. Next week, this coming up Friday, you're going to have a doubleheader of Mel Manuel, St. X at Trinity. 
Yeah. And what, I mean, is there going to be anybody left? Well, you know, I think, again, fans support your school, and, and you'll find that, generally speaking, there won't be there won't be as many people at uh, at the St. X Trinity game as they have during the regular season because a lot of the alumni schedule their vacations and their homecomings and reunions and that kind of deal for that weekend where uh, <laughs> where uh, where for the playoffs you don't you don't have that so uh, but it is and that's that's a trivia question that I've been thinking about all weekend when was the last time that Mail and Manuel and St. X and Trinity played each other on the same night? Hmm. Even when they were in the Super, Super District, District St. X and Trinity played the first game of the district. Mail and Manuel ended the district game, and, and th- so they didn't play at the and same they're, night. And they're playing at Papa John's, right? I haven't seen Trinity anything. Is, yeah, it's, Trin- Papa it's Trinity's home game. So, right? Are we sure it's at Papa John's? Uh, yeah, I'm very sure. They said they have a gentleman's agreement between both the schools. Okay. They, they would never host a playoff game against each other because of the parking concerns. I was and just wondering because that would have been wouldn't. my other one. Have, okay. have they ever played? I doubt they have ever played each other at either one of their home stadiums. You would be correct. Now, Not I'm sure the that they played level. at some point in time out here at Manuel Stadium when St. Yeah. X used this, and actually Trinity used this as their home field before they started going to the fairgrounds and then Papa John's. Well, I, my first. suggestion would be St. X Trinity Mail Manual. You would probably have half the city out there. I'm going to tell you something that's not going to happen. Why? I don't believe Mail's athletic director wants to let a home game against the Crimsons go somewhere else. True. And you put it's a lot of money. And you put those four student bodies together in one stadium. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's probably not a good idea. Now, that would be a great – if they could build a giant chain link fence over the top of Papa John's and then you know, close off the parking lot – People would pay money on pay-per-view to watch that happen. It well, would be a giant. I'll match. tell you what, Manuel has definitely got a crowd with them. I mean, every time I tune in on the news for the Manuel stuff, I can't believe how how crowded it is and how vocal the, the, student, the, body, the student body is. It's nice the way it should too. be for yeah. every high school. Yeah. It really it should. should. On the flip side, it, it bothers me when I see in the stands, whether it's it's a game that I'm at or something that I'm watching on TV when there are more players on the sidelines than there are people oh, yeah. on the stands. They just uh, support your teams, folks. I, I, I say it over and over and over again, and I'm going to continue doing it. These kids deserve your support no matter what school you support. And, you know, we had the, the big crowd here for the mail manual game at the stadium. Then we followed up the next week with a trip to Middletown. You're like, where are the, where's the fans? It yeah. was so anticlimactic to see that maybe 1,500 total, both sides maybe a little bit more than that. and I'm going to throw out a challenge to the public schools that we've mentioned on this big four kind of matchup weekend. Mail and manual fans, see if you can outdraw St. X and Trinity for a playoff game. You're playing on the same night. I'm going to put the challenge out there. Can it, be, can it be done? I believe it can. Will it be done? I'm not sure. Let's make it happen. Yeah. Let's make it happen. Everybody show up at Mail High School. Uh the- for those wondering where St. X and Trinity played their first ever varsity game against each other, it was at Atherton High School. I do know that. And I'll go ahead and answer the trivia question uh, for Chuck Smith, the current coach at uh, Boyle County. He played – Fern Creek. Guess again. One more guess, Kevin. Mail. No. Valley. No. Ballard. No. Crap. It was that? Jefferson Town High School that Chuck really? Smith played for. Hey, that's where Bobby Redman played too. Bobby played at uh, – De- uh, Durham. Durham. 
Thomas Jefferson. Tom, yeah, that's well, right. Thomas Jefferson. We, oh, his dad, dad, his okay. dad coached Coach at Dury. Yeah. That's, yeah. Right. that's where I got confused. There. Yeah, I bought an old program that had uh, Bobby Redmond in it. Oh, that's great. Yeah, that's great. Versus D, uh, Tom TJ versus Durrett. Oh wow! Both schools are gone. Yeah. yeah, father against son, and both of those teams uh, had some success. And uh, Bobby's mom was head of the PTA. I did. Or the know. boosters, I one did. or the other. <laughs> I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. Kevin, what'd you bring over in a box today? Um, you, some broken glasses. I don't know what that's all about, but um, we just get too excited over here. And what what was your fan's name again? Was it Shannon? Shannon, Shannon, Shannon Zachary Cook. Cook. All right. What what you what what people didn't see because we're not on video today is after Kevin told Shannon to quit texting him, she came in and broke his glasses. <laughs> <laughs> now you won't be able to see. <laughs> I think uh, that's, you can use a magic eight ball, or is that uh, something else? Shannon is any school's asset. Yeah, she yeah. really takes care of the baseball team. She uh, took care of the soccer team, and she's a very good fan and, and a very good uh, mother of a the, a player. Oh, great! If great. I can say that right, yeah. but yeah, she's uh, takes care of a lot of the baseball stuff too. Because her son Nolan Cook is a uh, fine soccer player. Who who led a uh, Fairdale in the throw? I, I don't know much about soccer, but the th- where you throw the ball in, uh-huh. and he he was phenomenal in that throwing the ball in, and he's a heck of a, a outfielder. Oh, great! And good pitcher too. I forgot about that. Yeah, he's a real good pitcher, real good pitcher, left-handed. Anybody looking for uh, left-handed uh, for college? And you get a good mom and dad with the deal. That's great. I don't know much about the dad. I never see him. He never comes around. No, I'm just kidding, <laughs> Sean. <laughs> I can't wait for them to hear that. <laughs> let's, not, let's not elaborate on that. The security's not that good here, Kevin. <laughs> Round two, you've got Kentucky Country Day at 6-5, and five, visiting the Holy Cross Cougars 6-5, and five, a rematch of a, a district game. Uh, I'm going with the Cougars. Yep. Somebody's yeah, got to pick up the Dixie Highway banner. I like I like the home team in this one, and I believe they won that first matchup too, didn't they? Yes, they did. Double-digit win. Yep. Good. Uh, 2A matchup, the Glasgow, and I know their nicknames. If you don't, contact us, at, or if you do, contact us at oldgoatradio at twc.com. Can I give a hint? Sure. Go into those band competitions, competitions I mentioned earlier. All of their band players wore kilts. Oh, okay. That was uh, the Mel Gibson movie. Uh, Braveheart? Braveheart, yeah. That's some pretty good clues right there. Hmm. Okay, Cal at 9-2. and two. Or Captain Kirk would say to Scotty. <laughs> I mean, to be me. Be me. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, I just blew it there. Sorry, fans. But you can still email us. I'm uh, going with Cal. Cal. Yeah, me too. To sales, they hit the road at nine and two. Here's one of these games where the traveling team, the the lower seed, is actually visiting a team with the worst record, Monroe County, seven and four. Uh, I don't know what's going on down there in Tompkinsville, but I don't think they're prepared to take on the Colts. I don't think so either. De Sales is looking like they're headed toward the old three-peat. Uh, mm. They've got a tough road to go, but yeah, uh, I, I think they'll beat Monroe County. I'm gonna go with De Sales. Boyle County. Ten and one. Their only loss came to Lexington Catholic. Visits a nine and two Central team that lost their first two games of the year. They had a ten nothing lead over Manual. 
almost till halftime, and then they slipped up the next week and failed to knock Central, but they've been on a nine-game winning streak since. Do they have enough to knock off the Rebels? You know, this could very possibly be the the 3A championship game. And right here. The sad thing is it's played in the second round of the playoffs. Yeah. And uh, and the good news for the Yellow Jackets is they're playing at home because Boyle County is a tough place to play a oh, football yeah, game. Yeah. Uh, Central, when when Boyle County goes to Central, <laughs> they're being <There's> shocked. No, <laughs> where no, are we at? <laughs> there is nowhere to park. There's nowhere to sit. Another game, but, boy, you'd like to see these games at a, at a neutral field like the old uh, Cardinal yeah. Stadium or uh, even here at Manual Stadium. That would be a great doubleheader with somebody else, Central and Bull County. I'm, they would pack this joint. I'm going to go on record and say this is the best game in the state this week. And, I, and I would, all these other ones, and I know nice. there's some big ones down there too. But this is an intriguing yep. game. I'm going to go with Central. I like the Yellow Jackets. I like them because they're the home team. But, boy, this is going to be a knockdown this drag This is going to be anybody – that can beat St. X. And I don't care what people say. That it was an off night for X. It was rainy. It was somebody had a cold. Yeah. They beat St. X. They did. And that, that says a lot. That ought to be worth a tr- championship trophy right there. Going well, with the Jackets. And, you know, the thing about this year versus other years, this is the toughest draw that Central's had to fight through in, in these last eight, mm-hmm. nine years that they've mm-hmm. been so strong. And Boyle County coming into 3A is what makes it tough. So, the problem with this game is whoever comes out of it is probably going to be pretty beaten up. Great point. Great point. Uh, we, we touched on this earlier. Shelby County gave birth to uh, Martha Lane Collins High, and it's Collins at 5-6 and six visiting the 10-1 and one Rockets. The Rockets are you know, well recovered after suffering some lean years when they divided the populations up. And the son of uh, Lucas is um, um, the quarterback at Collins. He looks really small. Huh. You know what I'm saying? Have you ever seen him on TV? No, no. Yeah, he looks really small. Looks like youth league out there. So I'm going with Shelby County. Yeah, I like Shelby County. Uh, I, I like think the they're kind of using this year as some revenge for the last few. Yeah, yeah, and this is what is a natural rivalry game. Spencer County on the road uh, down Dixie Highway. Take on John Harden. Spencer County ten and one on the year. John Harden eight and three. I'm going to go with Spencer County. I'm looking at John Harden in this one. I just think they've been in the playoffs more often, and they kind of know that's how to true. Act. And uh, that's an that's I'd a, love to see Spencer County win this game, yeah. though. I'm really pulling for those guys. I'm, I'm pulling for. I'm going to go with the Bulldogs because their their stadium is strange. Yes, everybody uh, sits, sits on the on same one side, side, and you're kind of the way it's built. It's into the side of a hill. Hmm. But I like it because you come straight up the the, the uh, stands yeah. and the concessions are right there, so you can actually watch the game waiting on your food. That's you right. don't miss anything. And uh, North Bullet nine and two. They travel to Fern Creek to take on the Tigers ten and one. I just think it's the the Tigers. This this just their year. Yeah, I agree. This is probably the best Fern Creek has been since the Russ Gibson years. I agree. Uh, they did. I forgot what year that, that they were talking about it on TV. How you know the good they yeah. were. Yeah. And uh, the, the 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 alumni out there, Fern Creek, I'm sure is happy with what they got with Josh Abel. Yeah. Fairdale, seven and four, six six game winning streak. Going to go out there. Where is it? Is it Buckner? It's out that way, or is uh, it uh, Crestwood? South or? Oldham is in uh, uh, Crestwood. Crestwood. So how far of a ride is it? It's it's right off the exit. Uh, Tark's not going to get you there, Kevin. Yeah. Oh my uh, god. Highway Highway three twenty nine exit the 
off of Crestwood, and you take there's a new road that's like a Crestwood bypass. If you stay on that road, South Oldham will be on your left right about the time you get to the top of the I road. know we haven't played them in baseball or anything because that's where Driscoll's at now. Todd Driscoll from Mel High School. I thought he was at North Oldham. No, no, it's South Oldham. I okay. talked to um, the old coach at Nelson County's out there with Todd Driscoll now. I can't think of his name either. Boy, if I had a memory, I'd be dangerous. But um, uh, Nice-looking uh, campus. I've never been to the school, but from the road, it's a nice-looking campus. And didn't you say, Dave, they have a turf field? Yeah, yeah they, they do. do. They do. Nice I've seen field. that. Nice stadium. That's going to be one of the keys. How does Fern Creek handle that footing on a turf field versus playing on dirt? I mean, grass all year. You mean Fairdale? Yeah, yeah, Fairdale. That's who. I, yeah. Who did I say? Fern Creek. Oh, well, I'm looking at Fern Creek here. I, yeah, I mean Fairdale. Well, well I, I think it's pretty, uh, pretty good observation because I'm picking Fairdale to play Fern Creek next week in the regional title, and I'm sure yeah. you get those vibes too. Mm. Your choice. I, I'm going with Fairdale. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I like Fairdale in this one too. I just I think that they've had a tough schedule, and they're a bunch of tough kids, and they want to win. They've gotten that taste of winning, and it, and they don't want to let it go. That's true. Last year they did. When you're hot, you're hot. I think Fairdale's hot. Putting up some big numbers. Manuel, 9-2. and two. <laughs> Great win against uh, Ballard last week. Team decimated by injuries, and then they find out that their coach is uh, on his farewell tour. This is his, maybe his last game as a, of his career unless he wins. Taking on the undefeated male Bulldogs, 11-0, number one in the state. Well, we better wrap this up because, you know, we got our meeting with uh... – the principal to find out who we're gonna <laughs> suggest for uh, well, when we po- head coach next when year. When we came by the stadium today, it was still white puffs of smoke. Yeah. Does that mean? <laughs> does that mean they haven't elected a new coach yet? When when you see well, the crimson smoke, we've got some news to tell everybody. Well, they haven't got the you know when the old goats go in there and let them know what we what we'd like. You know, then I, it, it gets a little better. I hope you got your robe back from the cleaners when we go in there and you know. I got the hat. We go on to the fourth floor over there at Manuel. When we go to the fourth floor, it's serious. It's yeah. something big being discussed. And you better not push me in the pool either. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, seriously, I don't know what to think. Mail just – they pasted Manuel in the uh, the first game. And it, everybody here, well, I think we're all pulling in with our hearts for Manuel, but I don't know. There's no shame if they go down in flames. I, th- I think the injuries that both teams have sustained may make this outcome a little different from what the first one was. We'll have to see about that. The other thing is is just the momentum of knowing that your coach is, is leaving. Now, they've been through a week where that adrenaline carried them. How long does it sustain them? And, and I think that's a big key there. Uh, Mayo's got a lot of weapons. I, I really, in my heart, believe that Manuel can win the game, but I don't think they will. I don't think the coach leaving affects the seniors that much. I, well, it, would, it would be underclassmen because they're like, man, who, I, who do I have to impress now? You know. Well, but, again, if I'm a senior, I want to do everything I can to make him go out on a winning note because I, he's been the only coach they've had. Depends so. if you like him or not. Well, that's that's true, and that's, that, that goes a long way to it. Um, but you know, I th- I think that got I think that's one of the reasons Manuel started so well against Ballard. To be honest with you, was that they had that we're going to go out and win this game for Coach, uh, and then Ballard came up with the trickery and all that, which was very effective, and they had enough to hang on. Now again, the hangover and that kind of thing, um, you got to get a lot of people well 
and uh, and Mayo certainly has been uh, all season long has looked like the best team in the state of Kentucky. Dave, how how long was the application you had to fill out for head coach? <laughs> it was the background check that scared the cabin. <laughs> all, all all I want to say is, is that the idea that my transcripts may become public. <laughs> my my only wish is is that when Manuel decides on a coach, they make the right choice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Key on the right choice. Yeah. Shameless ca- campaign going on here. Yeah. It, you it, might have to even turn your computer in and let them look at that, too. <laughs> That's bad. That's really bad. Some incriminating emails. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I just think the Bulldogs have too much. This oh, year. yeah. Mail. Yeah, I've got mail down on this one. Yeah. yeah. Last game on the uh, on the agenda, Trinity 10-1. and one. I've got them at St. X. Actually, that's at Papa I, John's I was going to ask that, but it should have been Trinity's home game, right? You are you okay. are correct. Yeah. It should have been. A, it is Trinity where wear the uh, the non-white jerseys, though, or the black or the green or whatever they. They got pink jerseys this year too. Who knows? What when you doing. have big money, you, Buzz. Oh boy, my <laughs> goodness! <laughs> Go ahead and start us out, Buzz. I. Something, gut feeling, whatever. I think the Tigers are going to pull the upset of upsets this week, and they are going to be playing male for the regional championship. Wow, I've got Trinity. It has nothing to do with that nice uh, toboggan. <laughs> I see there. It just came in through FedEx. Yeah, yeah. well, it's uh, – <laughs> Look, it's still in the, in the plastic wrapper. Brand I, new. I, I, I really, there's just something that tells me that they are going to come up with a way. Pull this off. Maybe they've held some things under wraps this year that we haven't seen all that they've got. And, and you know, it, it, all the games do not matter until you're in your district. Absolutely. So, you know what? You know, too many people worry about their records and all that kind of stuff. What matters is when you're playing in your district yep. and in the playoffs. In the That's playoffs, it. Yeah. The regular season is nothing but district. Develop players, you know, who knows? And your injuries, it, it, your team changes from week one to the playoffs. You're what right. you started out with doesn't look manual as an example. It yep. looks nothing like they did at the beginning of the year. It's a decimated team, and it shows even the warm-ups. There's not that yeah. many numbers left. I'm going with Trinity. I just – I just uh, – what's his name? The offense – Andrew Coverdale does a yep. great job out there. And they, but St. X, when we'd seen them play this year, uh, got to say, they're much better than people said they were. Yep. So, well, I say we leave these pieces of paper here for next week. <laughs> Let's put those over there in the safe so we can't lie about it anymore. Any final thoughts? Uh, are we going to talk about head coaches? <laughs> <laughs> Which head coach do you have in mind? Well, I mean, we 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 have to kick around, don't we? To who's gonna? Uh, what? Uh, we're out of time. We're out. Of, we're going <laughs> to oh, leave it my. right there. There's still there's still one week of football left before we can speculate on that. I got one last thing to say. Jumping back on my dead horse. This is a great week for high school football in the area. You got Trinity St. X. You got Mail and Manual. You got Boyle, Boyle County at Central. North Bullet, Fern Creek, Fairdale, South Oldham, Spencer County, John Harden, Collins, and Shelby County. These these are great matchups. Go out and visit a high school stadium and watch a game, or go out to Papa John's and watch St. X and Trinity. This support is, these high schools at this time of year. And this the is weather's the going to be great. Yeah, it's weather. You know, be great. And the one thing is with high school football. When the kids walk off the field, you can just about walk up to them and say, "Hey, yeah. number five, great game yeah. you played." You can express, you know, I've never heard anybody say, "Man, you suck," but uh, I've often heard a lot of you know kids get, Absolutely. "Hey, great job, man, great job out there." They're out there, most of them 
playing just because of their love of the game and they, they're putting their heart and their soul and their guts on the field. And for a lot of them, this is going to be the last time they put on the pads and strap that chin yep, stamp. Right. I know Dave and I played for the chicks. <laughs> yeah. That <laughs> If I would have played for the chicks, I'd have played for nothing. So I, I can't say How's that. How's that country song go? The, go, the boys of fall, wearing your jersey down the hallway on game day, whatever. Yeah, good song. Yeah, we played for Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to wrap it up here. For Buzz Frank, Kevin Cole, this is David Wright. Thanks for listening.